0: Hey, what's going on? Who that nation? It is your truly TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. Good morning to you. Happy Wednesday. And I hope that you're having a good Wednesday, a good hump day, as they call it. And thank you so much for spending your Wednesday morning with yours truly here on the State of the Saints podcast, where we talk New Orleans Saints. And on this edition, we're going to be talking about the Pro Bowl. That's right. We have five New Orleans Saints that have been selected to the Pro Bowl. And I think we all can agree that they may not have gotten this right. We're going to be talking about some of the Pro Bowl studs and some of the Pro Bowl duds, and we're going to talk about who was robbed altogether. And we're also going to get you geared up and get you ready for the Christmas Day matchup, Saints versus Minnesota Vikings. We're not going to do predictions on this show. Not going to do predictions. That show. Is for tomorrow. Okay, that's short for tomorrow, the Christmas Eve edition of the State of the Saints podcast, where you can go ahead and give your predictions on the State of the Saints podcast. But let's go ahead and talk a little bit about the New Orleans Saints and this Pro Bowl list. As you can see right behind me, directly behind me, we have four individuals. I am actually blocking Alvin Kamara. As y'all can see, Alvin Kamara is directly behind me. So if you don't see Alvin Kamara, it's because I'm I'm not. I'm not a part of Pro Bowl, you know. <laughs> Pro Bowl of podcasting, but nevertheless, I'm not in NFL Pro Bowl. But you look at this list of guys. All right, you see to the uh, to the left of me, or to the right of of, of, of me, you have Cam Jordan. Then you have Teron Armstead. Above me, you have Marshawn Lattimore, and you have Andres P. All right. That, that's what that's what you got. All right. That, that's what you have uh, on here. And then, of course, behind me, you have Alvin Kamara. All right. So you looking at this list. I have to say who that nation that they got this completely wrong, absolutely wrong, 100 percent wrong, inaccurate. And I think we all can agree by looking at this list. They have told us what we've been knowing the entire time that the NFL does not pay attention to the New Orleans Saints. And this list is basically some well-known Saints players that everybody just kind of know about, okay? Like I said, you have Cam Jordan right here, right? Everybody knows Cam Jordan. Cam Jordan has been a captain of the New Orleans Saints for the last four to five years, right? And he has been a constant uh, pro bowler. He's been a guy that constantly represents the Saints in the pro bowl. And he has reached the point in his career where he's just a a mainstay guy it's like when you've been a lead for so long and you're dominant or you're good for so long you almost get like this lifetime achievement award when it comes to the Pro Bowl I like Cam Jordan a lot but Cam Jordan don't belong in the Pro Bowl this season I'm just being serious man (laughs) Cam Jordan has not been the Cam Jordan we have known him to be now, at the beginning of the season, I know he was dealing with some injuries. He had surgery in the offseason. I like him a lot. He's really good when it comes to a run stopping. He's a good leader on this team. Uh, if you run on his side nine times out of ten, you won't go past. But, you know, he do not deserve to be in a pro bowl this year. I mean, you look at his sack numbers, I think he had about five sacks this season. I mean, and, and it has been a really down year uh for Cam Jordan in that regard. So If it was me, Cam Jordan wouldn't have made this list. I'm sorry, Cam. Um, I like you a lot, but I don't feel like you should have made the Pro Bowl this this year. Then we go to Teron Armstead. It's kind of in the air, right? Kind of in the air because he has been up and down this entire season. But you can make an argument for Teron Armstead. You can make an argument because you can say that if you look around at the NFC, there's not many Playing at a higher level than Tyrion Armstead. So if I'm going down the list and I'm looking at some of these tackles, uh, you look at, uh, you know, the the left tackle for the uh, the Dallas Cowboy, Tyron Smith, he has been injured throughout the season. You look at Whitworth out there for the Rams. Uh, he he uh, has an MCL injury. Uh, so he's been down. And honestly, if you look around the National Football League and the NFC, I mean, those are the guys. Those are some of the top guys. You know, what I'm saying playing. Uh, the left tackle position, so Teron Armstead is top three. You can even argue to say top two among his position. So if I was saying, you know, what I'm saying even though he's having a down year, he's still having a, a good year in compared to some of the other left tackles. So I would actually put him in. All right. <laughs> now you see Marshawn Lattimore above me. uh Marshawn Lattimore, look, I kind of understand, you know, Marshawn Lattimore being in a Pro Bowl. Because I'm gonna tell you why, and, and this may be w- what I've been talking about. See, Marshawn Lattimore is one of those guys who people recognize, and when the Saints tend to play on national television, he always has good games. Like when the Saints were in America's Game of the Week against the Chicago Bears, I mean, he was balling out against uh, Nick Foles. When it was the America's Game of the Week, both you know, what I'm saying against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, he had a good game. And when they bought, when they played against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers again, he had a good game. And we all know that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are a high profile team because of Tom Brady. And we know that because Tom Brady is on that team, they're going to start looking at people like Mike Evans a little bit more and more, being that top guy. So every time we know he goes up against Mike Evans, he shuts him down. So in the back of everybody's mind, Marshawn Lattimore is one of those top corners. Now, We know that he's not the top corner in the NFC. That title goes to Jalen Ramsey. But he is one of the top cornerbacks in the NFC, you can make an argument for. In big, high-profile games, he always tends to show up. And we know that a lot of people don't really pay attention to the Saints unless they like our America's Game of the Week. And most of the time, like I said, when he goes out there and plays in big-profile games, he always rises to the occasion. It's those small games. It's those 12 and 1 o'clock games. It uh, depends on what side of the coach you on. You know, those are the games that, that we are, are concerned about, right? It's not when he goes up against the Mike Evans and the Chris Godwins and, the, and, and you know what I'm saying, the Odells and and people like that of the world. It's when you're going up against people like Brandon Edwards and I don't know, and Scotty Miller and, you know what I'm saying, and some of these other guys that are not really household names. That's where he struggles. But I can kind of understand that. Moving on, right behind me, as you, once again, you can't see Alvin Kamara. I think we all can agree Alvin Kamara deserves to be <laughs> in a Pro Bowl. He deserves to be there. He deserves to be in a Pro Bowl. I mean, you can make an argument to say that Alvin Kamara should be offensive player of the year, the way that he's been playing. He has been the most steady offensive weapon the Saints have had. It's not his fault that uh, uh Taysom Hill, when he started, I mean, he had a tendency of not being used and utilized in the screen game, but Since Michael Thomas and Drew Brees went down, uh, you can say that Alvin Kamara has been the best thing offensively for the New Orleans Saints, so it goes without saying. I mean, I can even argue to say with the NFL top 100 come out, he needs to be in the top five this year the way that he's been playing. All right? (laughs) And last, (laughs) and certainly not least on this list behind me, I mean, this this wall behind me, we got Andres Pete. We got Andres Pete, man. We got Andres Pete in the Pro Bowl once again. Now, <laughs> I like Andres Pete, man. I, I like Andres Pete. I, I really do, man. I'd be one Andres Pete to turn the corner so freaking bad, man. I-, I see a lot of good qualities in Andres Pete. I see a lot of good qualities, especially when it comes to run blocking. And in some ways, I kind of understand why the Saints paid him because he's a better run blocker then he is a pass blocker, okay? And I think that with the Saints, I think they understand that you're going to have to run the football more when you're transitioning and going from a Hall of Fame quarterback like Drew Brees to whoever starts rather James Jameis Taysom or somebody else. You're going to need the running game to rely on. So I completely understand why they paid Andrew Pete When he was at Stafford, they were mostly a running team at the time he was there, and he was a mall at the left tackle position, man. So I understand for the run blocking, but Lord have mercy. When it comes to the pass blocking, this man stays on the ground like none other, man. This man stays on his back like a turtle resting in the hot sun. I cannot understand it. Now, I will say this, and I apologize, but Andrews Pete is not tough. That's his biggest issue. It's not the fact that he's not big. I mean, it's not the fact that he's not strong. He is not tough. He's not tough, man. Like you can't be a nice guy on the offensive line. You can't be a guy that shake hands and kiss babies on the offensive line. You gotta be grimy and dirty and physical. And, and I feel like when he goes up against guys, maybe they talking to him. Maybe they saying some stuff. Maybe they getting into his head. Said, "Oh man, I got seventy five today." Maybe they see what's on tape and they're like, oh, you going to be on your back today. You're going to be on your back today. Maybe they saying that to him and maybe it's in the back of his mind like, man, I can't be on my back, man, because I'm getting this, I'm getting this stigma about me always falling down. And maybe it's getting to him. And maybe he's letting the defensive ends and tackles get to him and saying that I'm going to maul you or something. But he has an issue when it comes to being tough. When it's time to be rough and it's time to be tough, when it's time to get down and dirty in the trenches, Andrews Pete folds like a cheap tent, softer than cotton nail tissue, softer than cotton candy at your local uh, store or at a a football game. He is soft, man. I'm talking wet tissue soft. I'm talking postopedic pillow soft. I'm talking a shirt or mattress soft. This guy is soft. And that is his biggest issue. And I understand the numbers, folks. If you follow Pro pro Football Focus, you you look at his numbers, and you can say that he's one of the top uh, guards in the league. Crazy as that sounds. If you look at Pro Football Focus, and you just don't watch Saints games, you would say, man, you know what? Man, this dude is pretty good. Let's put him in a Pro Bowl. But we know in our right minds, as a Saints fan's, Being objective, Andres Pete don't deserve to be nowhere near, nowhere near the Pro Bowl when it comes to his performance on the field. Straight up, this guy looks absolutely, positively soft. I mean, it's just unbelievable, man. Watching a 300-pound man Look like he's been exploding, like uh, like there's been a huge explosion on like one of them action movies, and you know how, like when the dudes be running to the door, and all of a sudden there's this big blast, and then they fall back in slow motion. That's what it looks like when Andres Pete uh, gets pushed back. This is absolutely ridiculous. Honestly, to me, this is bringing down the credibility of the Pro Bowl. No disrespect to Andres Pete. Once again, I hope that this guy turns it around, but he doesn't deserve to be in nobody Pro Bowl. Let's just be real about this, folks. It can't always be about pro football focus all the time. I understand analytics matter. I watched the movie Moneyball with Jonah Hill and, 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 and Brad Pitt. I understand that the Oakland A's constructed a team by using analytics, and they were a very uh successful team. But analytics don't always tell you the story, okay? Analytics can't teach heart. Analytics can't teach passion. Analytics can't teach grind. They can't do that. And sometimes the numbers can be a little bit misconstrued. Address Pete don't belong to nobody. Pro Bowl, they need to stop. I mean, seriously, they need to stop. The credibility of the Pro Bowl goes down because I'm watching and I'm looking and I'm seeing him right behind me as a member of the NFC Pro Bowl team. Throw the list in the trash. That's what you need to do, straight up. Now, let's talk about some of the Pro Bowl, uh, uh, the people that were robbed of the Pro Bowl. But before that, let's go ahead and go to the chat, man. Let's go to the chat and see what y'all got to say about this Pro Bowl. Uh, did y'all know that we have um and the ball more this year than past years? Uh, we had the ball? Are you saying we had the ball more than any time in the past years? I didn't know that. I did not know that. Pete makes brownies and muffins at night. (laughs) I don't know if he's making muffins, brownies. I don't know what he's making, man. But what I know he needs to be making is an impact on the field. And right now, man, oh, my goodness, man. Look, I get it. Look, I know what the numbers say. I know what the numbers tell me. But I know what my eyes tell me. My eyes tell me that this man lays on his back. This is a morning show, so I won't use the example. But y'all know what I'm talking about uh he's tough when run blocking just not when pass blocking a- absolutely and 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 slim dan that's the that's what i said earlier i understand why the saints paid him that's right who that nation i understand why the saints paid him they paid him because they understood that drew Brees is most likely going to retire after this season and everybody knows that a young quarterback a quarterback that's new to the system the best friend of him is a good defense and a good running game if you look at the new orleans saints and how they're constructed right now what do they have they have good defense and i know it's fell off for the last couple weeks but they also have a good running game and that is the recipe for success and you saw it when Taysom hill hit the field because you seen a defense playing really well and you seen a running game pick up did we not so they have the, the plan in place for post Drew Brees, so I understand why they paid Andrews Pete. But I know what my eyes telling me. My eyes telling me he don't belong nowhere near this Pro Bowl. That's that's what I know. I don't know about you, but I know about me, and I know he don't deserve to be in the Pro Bowl. I'm talking about Pete. Uh, I gotta say. Moving on, uh, Andrews <laughs> never on his feet. Pete, exactly, exactly, never on his feet guaranteed to fall down be on his back at least one time a game at least address pete is injured every other play look i think he's been injured since the beginning of the season he was injured in training camp he battled back i don't know if he had surgery or something like that something minor so i don't know man i mean it it is like one of those situations where every time you know a play happens he's banging on the ground he's slamming his helmet i can see the passion man he wants to be out there but my goodness, my goodness. The injury guards, the injury guys have not been good to Andrews Pete. Uh, I'd be screaming at the TB saying, Pete, get your up, bro!" I think everybody be saying that, man. I think everybody be saying that. I thought Marcus Williams would make it. Uh it, okay. I think that he should make it too. I don't care what anybody says. I know people like have their opinions about Marcus Williams, but Marcus Williams has been playing. Excuse my French, he's been playing his ass off this season. Anybody that has has had an issue with the way Marcus Williams has been playing this season. You just holding on to 2017. This dude has been one of the bright spots in the secondary, any big game that he's playing in. He's made a play. He was supposed to have an interception against Patrick Mahomes, but it was called back due to a penalty. I think on Malcolm Jenkins, he even had an interception in his hand before he went down and hurt his ankle. So, I feel like if he didn't twist his ankle, most likely he would have came up with the football. And any like, come on, man. This dude is like almost short, almost as short-handed as a receiver. He almost like catches the ball like a wide receiver. Marcus Williams might have better hands than some of the wide receivers on the Saints team. Anytime that ball is in its vicinity, he catches it. That was like one of the first times I ever seen. As long as I've been a Saints fan, that's like one of the first times I ever seen a ball like has been catchable, and Marcus Williams didn't catch it. Like, the dude, dude is pretty shorthanded here. So I do feel like Marcus Williams should have been in the Pro Bowl. Anybody that has had an issue with him, uh, you know what I'm saying, you just holding on to the past. He's become a better tackler. I mean, this man been laying the wood. I think this is something we all been waiting for, and it's not just an anomaly because he's done it on several occasions this season. You see more physicality. Uh, You, you, you see that, you know what I'm saying, like he, he ain't being no punk out there. He's making reads. He's more confident in himself. So I do feel like he should have made the Pro Bowl. And it's coming at the right time because even though I strongly feel like, unfortunately, he's not going to come back to the New Orleans Saints because I don't feel like they're going to be able to pay him. But he's putting himself in a position to make a lot of money on the open market. So uh, shouts out to him, man. You know, it would be highly surprising to me if the Saints end up re-signing Marcus Williams because I don't know if they're going to have the money to do so, but he's doing an outstanding job. He's got an outstanding job. Uh, Saints uh, need trade Pete simple. Well, who, who what you going to trade him for? huh? What you going to trade him for? An orange juice? huh? Bacon, egg, and cheese McGriddle, maybe? Uh, or maybe a sandwich? Or maybe, you know what I'm saying, you can, uh, you know, a, a big breakfast or, you know what I'm saying, an all-star meal from your local Waffle House. Because I know you ain't talking about nobody draft capital. I know you only expect the GM to be sitting and watching Andrews Pete and be like, man, we need this guy on the field. You think the phone is going to ring off the hook for Andrews Pete? Man, please. Man, I can see it right now. You know what I'm saying? I can see a GM going through his local drive through picking up his coffee, picking up his croissant, and he looks at the croissant, and then he picks up the phone and calls Metairie and says, hey, Mickey, I got this croissant right here, and I know y'all got Andrews Pete, so I'm trying to make a deal here because that's the only thing. You're going to be able to get for Andrews Pete the way that he's playing right now. Straight up, man. <laughs> I mean, trade him for what? For what? What are we going to get for him, huh? What are we going to get for Andrews Pete? I, I don't know, man. Maybe a maybe a piece of paper or, or this balloon that's over here that my son been trying to blow up for the last three days. What? I mean, come on, man. Like, what are we doing here, man? And you ain't getting nothing for this dude, man. You ain't getting nothing for him. Absolutely nothing. Uh, Jamal says, don't make Marcus Williams think too much in the secondary. Let him stay back deep. I agree. He, he playing his game when they playing a couple of five. Uh, you know, what I'm saying a couple of two. That's in his element. You know, what I'm saying. Oh, he, he not one of them play up up on the line guys. He not that type of uh, safety. Marcus Williams, uh, punching people in the mouth, uh, with them tackles. Absolutely. Yeah, he put he put that he put that wood on Hartman, man. My goodness, Hartman a good wide receiver, and um. I don't see him staying with the Kansas City Chiefs. He, he has, like, number one, number two receiver-type uh, talent, man. So I, I can see him leaving in a couple of years. I don't know what his contract situation is, but, I mean, the way he laid that boom on him, my goodness. Uh, right, who? Uh, you see that boy, uh, Von Bell? Yeah, I seen Von Bell, man, out there. Landon the Wood, the Juju Smith-Schuster, the uh, you know, I mean, but that's what you get, man. You can't be dancing on nobody logos and stuff, man. Don't know on TikTok videos. I mean, he set himself up for that. But Von Bell laid that wood, man, straight up, you know. But uh, I'm, I'm, I'm happy for him, man. He's he getting his money out there in Cincinnati right now. He's I see a captain's uh, badge on his chest, you know what I'm saying? So he's one of the leaders of the defense. And he deserves it, man. He deserves it, you know. A lot of people knock Pete. But we need to give the same energy to Davenport as well. Davenport is the defensive equivalent to Pete. Uh, let me okay. Uh, that boy LaCoy, you're absolutely right. Okay, uh, Marcus Davenport uh always seems to you know wind up on the injury list, uh, cut that hair. You know, that's all I gotta say. Look, if you're gonna if you're gonna dye your hair blind, you better be balling the hell out, okay? You can't be walking around here. Uh, looking like pickles, the clown. You know what I'm saying, and, and and not ball out. All right, you know what I'm saying. Like y- if you can go out there and ball out, man, you can dye your hair any color you want. You know what I'm saying. You see DK Metcalf out here. You know what I'm saying. He, he got green, he got pink, he got red hair, but he balling. So nobody cares. Okay, it, it's a statement. You know what I'm saying. It's a fashion statement. But when you're out there not balling, falling on the ground, slipping and sliding all over the place. You know what I'm saying? Like, like it's a snow game every week. People looking at you, man, like, man, what's going on here? So I don't know what the problem is with Davenport, man. Uh, good in run support. Can't seem to get to the quarterback. And when he does get to the quarterback, he just has this move. <laughs> when a quarterback steps up in the pocket, he just slipped down. Like, dude, okay, we got you, okay? Look, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, containment issues to say the least. All right. How I many sacks could this guy have if he has some stronger cleats? <laughs> I mean, but we're not talking about Davenport, you know what I'm saying, today because we're talking about the Pro Bowl. And we all know that he don't deserve to be nowhere near the Pro Bowl either. So what's the point? Maybe on another episode where we are having Q&As, maybe we could get into it. But we're talking about Andres Pete because Andres Pete is uh, on the Pro Bowl list for some apparent reason, which I, I don't know. Let's see. Uh, I don't know the Bengals could possibly use Pete or boy Joe cool, uh Burrow. Uh, yeah, I guess you're talking about Joe Burrow. Uh, got beat to sleep this year before his ACL. Well, yeah, you know what I'm saying? But they're going to fix up that offensive line. You got your quarterback of the future. Now, you know, you go into the draft and you get yourself an offensive line. They got some good offensive line in, that you can get early in the draft. Uh, TJ making me hungry. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I apologize, but at the end of the day, that's all you're going to get for Andrews Pete these days. Uh, yet, what about uh, Marcus Davenport? I'm not sure about him sometimes. Yeah, but like I said, we talking about the Pro Bowl, man. I, look, I don't even want disrespect the Pro Bowl no more than what Andrews Pete has done by being on this list. So we'll talk about Davenport at a later date. Did the Saints uh, traumatize uh, the Chiefs? I don't know if they traumatized them or not. All I know is if you look at the, the limitations uh, of the Saints and for them to score 29 points and them to only have the ball 18 minutes in that entire game to cheat to the Chiefs 41. I don't care what Jeff Duncan talking about. And I like Jeff Duncan. Jeff, like man, this this game shouldn't have been close. Don't, don't, don't uh, I mean, don't look at it like it's a it's a moral victory because the Saints got whooped. Well, Jeff, I'll tell you what, man. I'll give you a prime example. I think y'all can remember this game because the the classic soundbite from this head coach uh pretty much made this game synonymous in the minds of everybody. When the Arizona Cardinals took on the Chicago Bears on Monday Night Football, the Chicago Bears had six turnovers in this game. Six, six turnovers, but they end up lo- they you know, they end up winning a football game. Over the Arizona Cardinals, which y'all know about the classic Denny Greens uh press conference. The Bears are who we thought they were, and we let them off the hook, right? You know what I'm saying? So, in the outcome, the Bears, you know what I'm saying? The Bears got the victory. You know what I'm saying? They had the six turnovers, but at the end of the day, you know what I'm saying? Like the Arizona Cardinals played better. You learned a lot about the Arizona Cardinals. The Bears just won a football game. You know what I'm saying? The Arizona Cardinals end up losing a football game, but you learn more about the Arizona Cardinals and their secondary and their front, and you know what I'm saying, their front four than you did about the Chicago Bears. That is what I'm saying here. The Chiefs won the game, but you learned a lot about the heart and the passion of this team. You learned a lot about the Saints. You learned that these guys are made out of something, and it gives you optimism of what the future can be. You know, like, the Saints didn't really have any wide receivers. Like, God bless Emmanuel Sanders, but he is not a number one receiver. I mean, he's good. He you throw the ball his way, he's gonna catch it. But he's not a number one receiver, man. He, if you put double coverage on this guy, he's not gonna break through double coverage. What he, what he maybe 170, 180 pounds, soaking wet. Good route runner. But what else do you have on the other side? I mean, you got Jawan Johnson, who's a poor man's Brandon Coleman. Notice what I said. He's a poor man's Brandon Coleman, okay? And we all know that Brandon Coleman wasn't that good. Then you got Lil Jordan Humphreys, who was dealing with an injury throughout the season. He comes in. He's playing with a lot of heart, a lot of passion. He'll get better as a pass catcher once, you know, because last year Lil Jordan played, but it was mostly because he was a good run blocker, okay? You know what I'm saying? And then Traquan goes down. So they went out there and and basically just had – some practice squad guys, a quarterback that had eleven fractured ribs, still dealing with that right now, and they still lost by three points. And you can make an argument that Asaloni falling on a ball was significant in that game. So, as far as I see it, I feel like the New Orleans Saints. You learned a lot from. Them. So I'm not I'm not concerned about that, man. I'm not concerned about that at all. All I all I know is this. You learned a lot about the New Orleans Saints. I don't know about traumatizing the Chiefs. I don't know about that or not. But I just know that the Chiefs ain't all these world beaters that they try to make them out to be. I think they're a very finesse team. I think if you start put if you be, become aggressive with them, if you hit them in the mouth, I think they're going to fold, man, because they're they not used to that. They're not used to that, man. They're not a physical team, in my opinion. The Chiefs are not a physical team. They're just a bunch of track stars that can catch the football they're not they're not physical they're not tough they're just a good finesse team it, they're hard to stop and I feel like once again they are the modern day Minnesota Vikings the Minnesota Vikings they were very talented they were excited to watch they put up points and when they went up against the Atlanta Falcons team I can't believe I'm saying this and giving credit to Atlanta but I have to when Atlanta showed that they weren't scared of them and it was you know they went out there and they put that pressure on them and they came after them And they pound the football, they lost. And I feel like if they go up against a team like Tennessee, or they go up against a team like Buffalo, or even a Cleveland Browns, I feel like those three teams can beat them. Plain and simple. Plain and simple. I bet Juju won't do that again. I guarantee you he won't. That was stupid. That was just stupid altogether, man. Demario Davis should have been a pro bowler without question. Okay. Let's go ahead and talk about some of these Pro Bowl snubs here, okay? Number one, yeah, we got to talk about Demario Davis. For some apparent reason, what did Demario Davis do? I mean, did he do something to the NFL? Maybe they don't, I don't know. Maybe they just don't care for the dude or something. But how is it that you get snubbed for the Pro Bowl two years in a row, right? Last year, he got snubbed for the Pro Bowl and was a first-team All-Pro, which he's most likely going to do again. This guy is going to be in the running in a conversation of defensive player of the year, even though I feel like he's not going to get it because of T.J. White, which, you know what I'm saying, T.J. White playing for the Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, a, a historical franchise. So everybody loves Pittsburgh. So he already got that going in his favor. But Demario Davis, 100, 106, 106 tackles, 41 assisted, four sacks, and this man not in the pro bowl. You got to be kidding me. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to be kidding me. Uh, Ryan Ramcheck, I looked at his stance. I looked at Ramchick's, uh man, Ryan Ramcheck has been a part of 900 snaps. And he has only given up two sacks. Two. And 900 snaps, this guy has given up two sacks. And you're telling me that this guy don't belong to Pro Bowl. Ryan Ramchick, to me, is the best right tackle in football, and this man didn't even sniff the Pro Bowl. What in the world is going on? Then you got Trey Hendrickson, who is tied for first with Aaron Donald in sacks, 12 and a half. No Pro Bowl. I mean, you can even make an argument for Dave Aliamada. Six sacks at the interior line position. No Pro Bowl like seriously man Pro Bowl is a joke it is an absolute joke it is a popularity contest and it's not even a real good popularity contest right it's like it's like oh I know who she is you know what I'm saying her mom makes cookies for our local bake sale so let's go ahead and put her on the float for the homecoming that's what it seems like to me anybody you see like it's almost like if you're looking at ink blots or something like that. Or you know what I'm saying? Like, are you, I mean, yeah, this looks like a turtle. This looks like, you know what I'm saying? Oh, we mentioned Cam Jordan this time, that time. Okay, let's put Cam Jordan in. We put Andrews Pete in last year. Oh yeah, he must be good. Let's put him in. Uh Lattimore. Yeah, yeah, he shut down Mike Evans. Let's put him in. Uh, who was that? Armstead? Yeah, he's pretty good. Let's put him on up in here. It just seems to me like they just do not know what the hell they're talking about. And like I said, no disrespect to any of these guys, man. No disrespect to any of these guys that made the Pro Bowl list, but this wouldn't be my Pro Bowl list, you know what I'm saying, for the Saints. I can can take a few off. I can add a few on. But I don't feel like this was – this is not a good list, man. This is a list that shows me that they they don't know what the hell they're doing. They don't know what they're doing, man. They don't. Demario Davis, Ryan Ramtech, Trey Hendrickson. Are you kidding me? This man should be on in a pro bowl just for the simple fact that he's tied for first and sacks. And I get it that Trey Hendrickson is not a household name. And half of the people that's probably safe fans probably didn't even know Trey Hendrickson was before this year. I get it. But give the man some respect. Have enough. Have enough knowledge and and, and and have your researchers do their job so you won't be snubbing these guys like this. Like, you know what a Pro Bowl can do to a guy like Trey Hendrickson, man? Do you know what it can do for a guy like that? That helps this guy out, this elevates this guy. You know what I'm saying? Like, let I want this man to get his money rather it be for the Saints or somebody else. Man, don't poo-poo on this guy and what he has accomplished. And it's even more, it's even more incredible. Because Aaron Donald was a first-round draft pick coming out of Missouri, you know what I'm saying? Everybody knew how talented he was. He was a SEC Defensive Player of the Year. He was already like super talented out there. He was already a disruptor. So Aaron Donald, being what he has been over the last few years of his career, is no surprise to a lot of people. But Trey Henderson, a guy who came from Florida Atlantic, a guy that got, well, I think he got kicked off the team. Disciplinary actions, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's the reason why he fell in the draft. The Saints get him, and all of a sudden, this guy is tied for first and sacks. Give me a break, man. Like, what are we doing here? Like, just throw your whole list in the trash if you're not going to give these guys the respect they deserve. Don't just put guys on the list because, like, it's you know, I I get it, you know what I'm saying? Like, it it, in ways it is a popularity contest, but we want to make sure that we're doing the right things, right? It's not like how it is when it comes to the all-star game in the NBA. I mean, it's just certain people that go without saying. Kevin Durant, LeBron James, Kawhi Leonard, uh, Anthony Davis. You know what I'm saying? That these people are going to always be on the list. Giannis, because they're good year in, year out. <clears throat> but sometimes it's not like that in football. A guy can have a, a spectacular year one year and fall off the face of the earth the next. I like Carson Wentz. So what are we doing here, folks? What are we doing? That, that's what I want to know. Trey is balling. He benefited the most off uh, Cam being double teamed. Uh, let me tell you something, K. I I li- like I like the statement, but I'm gonna have to uh, I'm gonna have to dissect this statement that you just made because just because a guy is demanding double teams does not necessarily mean that a guy is going to eat. And I'm about to give y'all a prime example because <laughs> I'm about to brag on myself for a te- uh, uh, just for a second. When I told everybody that the Saints did not need, at the beginning of the season, Jadavion Clowney. And the reason why <clears throat> I said the Saints don't need Jadavion Clowney is for the same reason why people have a tendency of trying to dismiss what Trey Henderson is doing. J.J. White was on the opposite side of Jadavion Clowney. J.J. White demanded a double team, yet Jadavion Clowney never had double-digit sacks in the six years, or was it five, five or six years that he was with the Houston Texans? So, for people to say that just because Cam Jordan demands a double team, that's the reason why Trey Hendrickson is getting home. Well, if that was the case. Then why hasn't Marcus Davenport had double-digit sacks? Because he's been opposite before Trey Hendrickson was out there. We have to give this guy his respect because just because a guy demands a double team does not mean that the guy the opposite side of him is going to get home 12 and a half times. So Trey Hendrickson has been battling. He still has to win his one-on-one matchup. I know some guys can't do that i mean think about this with the denver broncos derrick wolf who now plays for the ravens he was on the opposite side of the Ware and von miller and he never registered double digit sack Now, did he so we have to give this guy his credit and say that man this dude is out here balling he is balling so i i I can't do that man i cannot do that just because a guy is is a like i want people to understand this theory you're basically saying that if you have a dominant defensive player and he's being double teamed that the guy that plays opposite of him should always have double digit sacks and that's not true so we got to be careful with this assessment man we got i've seen i've seen that going around because uh K is the only one that, that that said that statement. I've seen this in in media. I've seen people say this, but you got to win your one on ones. You got to. So that's the reason to me why I feel like this guy is special. And when he does become a guy who's a who's a top pass rusher, you know what I'm saying on his team, if, if he signs with another team, most likely he will. Then he will demand a double team, and I feel like that. I feel like that is when you start critiquing him for what he is. You know what I'm saying? Like if you want to be extra critical because he will be the guy that demands a double team now, but right now this guy is, he eating. He eating because he went in his matchup. Are we doing a Christmas special for the game or a free giveaway? Uh, I am doing a special and I will, you know what I'm saying? Since you mentioned it, yeah, I will do a giveaway. I'll do a giveaway. I don't know what I'm exactly why I give away. I'll figure it out, but yeah, we'll do it. We'll do a Christmas giveaway. I'll do a Ray Ray, but we definitely gonna do a Christmas show because the Saints play on Christmas. Chosen, thank you very much for the 4.99. Says I agree. TJ and Cam Jordan wasn't getting doubled uh, early on this season, so we can't act like uh, this been the case. Oh yeah, and let and let let's make this perfectly clear. Uh, Trey Hendrickson is getting chipped at the line of scrimmage, okay? You know, like, you know, it, it's not like Cam Jordan just getting double teamed all the time like Trey Hendrickson to like right now is the one that the def- uh offenses are paying attention to more so than Cam Jordan. They, they they respect Cam Jordan, but I don't feel like they're giving him the attention. I feel like they're giving that attention now to Trey Hendrickson because why wouldn't you? You know? Why why would you put the attention on a guy Think about this, right? Uh let's see. Uh let's let's talk about Swift, right? Let's talk about Swift with the Detroit Lions. He he is way he is having a way more productive season than Adrian Peterson. Why would I be focused on what Adrian Peterson can do to me? Because Adrian Peterson, what he did in Minnesota, it's irrelevant. It is a it's irrelevant. It is it's pointless. It's absolutely irrelevant about you know what I'm saying, like what he did in Minnesota. What what I need to be focused on is Swift, the young kid, right? So if Trey Henderson giving you 12 and a half sacks, that's what you need to be focused on. And I would, you know, and if Cal Jordan can win his one-on-one, then, you know what I'm saying, then maybe I'll roll a a tight end over there or something like that to chip him. But i am focused on Trey Hendricks. I hope we sign him again. I don't know, man, the, the, the number going up, the price going up for him uh give away your sweater <laughs> yeah I, I i'll try to give away my i'll try to give away a sweater man uh i'll try to i'll try to see what i can do man i'll see what i can do um let's see kevin says uh saints defense really doesn't uh give enough credit for how they played the chiefs they had the ball for 42 minutes and only scored 32 points and given a short field for one of those touchdowns crazy yeah that's a good that's a good team man is a good defense t-rex is scary yeah he definitely playing scary this season you got to get a man his credit uh tried to get right says he doing his job winning his one-on-one matchups yeah I, you got to give him his credit you know most guys can't even win one-on-one matchups he made Patrick Mahomes look bad that old defense Carl Granderson look good out there you know which which to me <laughs> I feel like he up next and that's one of the reasons why I'm not really too much concerned about if Trey Hendrickson was to leave. Because I mean, Carl Granderson, man, and, and Carl Granderson has made some plays. Like I think against Matt Ryan, he forced a fumble. Against Tom Brady, he forced the fumble. He was right there, uh, hitting uh, Patrick Mahomes, like right in the you know what I'm saying right in his sternum. Like this guy has been around the football, man. So uh, Carl Granderson, man, like he up next in my opinion. He he got what it takes. He been hotter than fizz Grease, too, man. And when he is in that rotation, you you know that he's out there. Dale Russian, thank you very much for the 499, says, I've been saying this all year. DA needs to work on turnover drills, especially balls on the ground. Uh, It's a little shaky. Uh, Honestly, Dale, they've been pretty good at forcing fumbles, man. I mean, they 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 had forced fumbles in the last two weeks. You know, you got to think about Quiet Alexander forcing a fumble against Jalen Hurts. You got to think about the fumble that he forced against Patrick Mahomes. And you can easily, like, the Saints should have had three turnovers in this game. Marcus Williams caught the interception, it was called back. Uh, that play where their offensive lineman caught the ball, that was a fumble. And then you had Quiet Alexander, uh, Alexander, who fumbled the football. No, four. And you got to think about the punt. You know what I'm saying? That was supposed to be. You know what I'm saying? Fell on by Alex Azzelone for a touchdown. So the Saints could have had four turnovers in this game. Four. Four turnovers, man. So they're doing a good job turning the ball, you know what I'm saying, getting turnovers, man. I'm I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say that they're not. They're forcing fumbles. They're, they're, They're laying that wood down on folk now. So I don't think that's a problem. I don't think that's a problem, man. Let's see. Uh Mahomes was definitely uncomfortable. Yeah, he definitely was uncomfortable in this game. And and you got to give credit to the Saints because there were no there was no blitzing in this game. None. None whatsoever. They didn't blitz not one time. They got home with their front four. That's pretty incredible when you think about it. I feel they should have paid Trey over Davenport. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But Davenport ain't up for the contract yet. He still got a few more years. To be fair to Al- uh, Azzelone, those kicking balls are slicker than an uh, eel and all. Well, I, I don't care. I don't care how slick it is, okay? I don't care if it's, it's slicker than a Virginia pimp. I don't give a damn. <laughs> I mean, you had three of your teammates behind you. All you had to do was fall on the football. This man, like, overly aggressive, dived on the football. I don't care how slick it is, okay? You, you fall on that football. You fall on the football. I agree uh, they get the ball, but I meant, like, scoop and score-wise, yeah? Uh, yeah, I, yeah I, I, I get it. I get what you're saying, man. The Saints made as alone in practice, falling on the ball until you bleed. Well, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know, man. What do you need to do? Uh, he going to, like, that was just one of them plays, like, my goodness, bro. That's just one of them plays I don't think people going to forget. It's like a Marcus Williams of uh, Minneapolis miracle almost. He mean that fumble punt that wasn't uh fell on by Azzelone. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's a slick ball, but come on, bro. Come on. Come on, man. Bro, first off, he didn't even have to be that overzealous about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, he just, (laughs) (laughs) like, come on, dude. Like, you had three of your dudes behind you. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I'm pretty sure they were saying, Ousky, Ousky, Ousky. You know what I'm saying? Like, letting you know they behind you. You know what I'm saying? Like they fall on it. They telling you. Okay, we good. So I'm pretty sure they said Ousky, 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 You know what I'm saying? Like, which which means, you know what I'm saying? Like it is a fumble. It's a fumble. You know what I'm saying? So you know you got your crew behind you. You know, like, come on, man. Like, knock it off. Like, that man. Come on, bro. I, I can't, man. That man. That man called to say five points. I, I you know what I'm saying. I love Alec Gazzalone, man, but come on, bro. Do you think Lattimore deserves to make it? Do I do I feel like he deserves to make it? There's an argument. I feel like this. There's an argument that he can, he should, and there's an argument that he shouldn't. You know what I'm saying? That's, I mean, you can make an argument. You can talk about some of the games where, you know, he didn't really have good games. Uh, you can talk about some of the games where he went up against high-profile receivers and played well. So I think it's – look – I, I think the one thing that we have against uh, Marshawn Lattimore is that he's up and down. You know what I'm saying? But when he's up, he's up. And when he's down, he's down. So you kind of make an argument. Like if somebody was to say he don't deserve to make it, I couldn't make no argument with him. If somebody say he deserves to make it, I can't really argue with it. It's kind of like that. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it's the it, It's a flip of a coin when it comes to him, in my opinion. Quan Alexander is the unsung hero of the defense. Dude got three forced fumbles in three games. Yeah, man. I mean, he definitely has been a, a guy sent to this team. I'm glad that he's on the team. And um, he's always been good, man. It's just the fact that he he wasn't really healthy out there in San Francisco for the most part. But he's always been a good player. I'm glad he's here. And I'm glad he's been healthy because he is a, a guy that really helps Demario Davis. Uh, you know, I think Demario Davis can play faster and And, you know, he can be more instinctive because he ain't got to worry about the other person and and making up for what they can't do. How y'all feel about Trey and Double D being left Uh, Provo, Roquan, Smith, too? Well, uh, we already talked about that, Dale. Um, Felt like it was an injustice, you know what I'm saying? Like these guys deserve to be on the list. All all three of the guys you mentioned deserve to be out there, especially – Uh, demario davis and and, and trey Hendricks and roquan smith definitely you know what i'm saying very a sideline to sideline linebacker a guy that can cover tight ends and running backs and um man i watched him all through college when he was at georgia so man he he deserves to be on that that list no doubt grab the football and scoop it up with both arms how hard is that i don't know man he made it look pretty hard to me we should have kept chris banjo (laughs) yeah man look Look, if you don't think you're going to uh, pick up the football, man, move out the way and let JT Gray get it. We, we know he can pick it up. we seen him do it in Chicago. So, you know, like get get the hell out the way <laughs> and, and, let, and let JT Gray do it. You know what I'm saying? Let JT Gray save the day. You know what I'm saying? Get out the way. Quine, Quine, uh product of LSU. Yeah. Yeah, he definitely is, man. And he's been good every he went. Tampa, San Francisco, and now with the Saints we're going to be okay. Drew needs the first half to get right. It's only going to get better from here on out. Who they? Well, we need some guys back, man. We need, we need some guys back and we definitely got to run the football. I'm sick and I'm tired of this. I'm sick and tired of watching the Saints who have these two really good running backs and they don't run the football. I'm sick and tired of watching the New Orleans Saints who got Uh, offensive linemen who are better run blockers than they are pass blockers and yet you're trying to sit up here and throw the ball all over the place look I like the defense the defense has turned a corner the defense is one of the best in the league but they start too doggone slow you know what I'm saying and I feel like because they don't force uh, enough three and outs because they allow teams to drive down the field the offense always seems to be playing you know I'm saying Uh, uh, you know I'm saying behind the eight ball and it's like even if, you know, the team drives down the field on their first 15 scripted plays, right? They kick a field goal, still three to nothing. Let's just say the offense goes out there because we know our offense start about as slow as an 85 Plymouth-reliant, right? So we know if they get on the field, it's going to, you know, it's probably going to be a three and out or, you know what I'm saying, you might get one first down and you kick the ball back and then the defense, all of a sudden, the guys drive down the field rather they kick another field goal and score a touchdown, now it's 10 to nothing. And you know what Sean Payton going to do. Throw, 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 throw. That's, that's what he's going to do. And I'm about to tell you all something that a lot of people uh probably aren't paying attention to. And I hate to say it like this because it, it's probably going to take a lot of people off. But people don't fear Drew Brees the way they used to. You know, they, they don't. They, they don't fear Drew Brees the way they once did. Drew Brees is still a, a good quarterback. He's still one of the best quarterbacks in the league, but they don't fear him, man. Now, I think teams want to stop the run of the Saints more so than they want to stop Drew Brees. You know what I'm saying? I, I really do because to me, Drew Brees is pretty much a, a, a easy read. You know what I'm saying? You know that he's not going to run out of the pocket. You know, if you keep him inside of the pocket, you know, if you put pressure nine times out of 10 up the eight gap, he won't be able to see over them. So, He's pretty much an easy study, even though he is efficient as efficient can be. If you stop the Saints from running the football, if you, if you mess with the impatience of Sean Payton, you automatically won the game. Because we all know that Sean Payton can be a tad bit impatient at times. If the Saints come out there, let's just say, for example, on the first couple of plays. If Alvin Kamara runs the football and he gets seven yards, and then again, he gets another four yards and they get that first down then you probably already know that the Saints most likely going to be running the football throughout the game. Now, if he runs the ball, he gets one yard or, or lose two yards or he runs for two more yards. Oh, man, you probably you you probably going to be like, ah, man, well, we ain't running the ball today. You know what I'm saying? So, so I think a lot of teams want the Saints to throw the football. I really do. I think, they, I think they like the fact that the Saints throw the football because they know, you know what I'm saying, like it's not really going to, be too many deep passes. A lot of it gonna be like crossing routes, you know what I'm saying? And a lot of stuff like between, you know what I'm saying, right in front of you. You know what I'm saying? Like it is gonna be pretty much five and ten yards. So a lot of people aren't looking at Drew Brees, you know what I'm saying, the way that they once did. And I think a lot of people should have I think a lot of people should understand that. Now they respect Drew Brees and they know Drew Brees can, you know what I'm saying, like can pick him apart. You know what I'm saying? It's almost like People look at Drew Brees like a paper cut, right? You know what I'm saying? Like it stings, but it ain't like, it ain't going to kill you. You know what I'm saying? Like that's the way they look at it. Now, if it's a thousand paper cuts, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's going to hurt pretty bad. You know what I'm saying? Because it's, it's it's several paper cuts. But at the same time, you know what I'm saying? They don't fear a paper cut the way that they, they fear like a, a, a blade slash across the chest. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like the running game of the Saints, if it picks up, they understand that the game pretty much over. You know what I'm saying? Because you really not gonna be able to stop them. So even though I feel like people respect Drew Brees, I think teams don't fear him the way they once did back in the in the in the late, you know, like 2010s and stuff like that, like they used to. Uh, y'all should have heard me on Big Q channel Monday night. I was going off about this. Uh what, what were you going off about, uh, Jerry? Uh injuries. Messed up uh our undefeated season. Yeah, pretty much, man. It it it, met, it it pretty much uh messed some things up, you know. But I don't think we were ever gonna go undefeated. Hey man, I'm gonna take a, a few phone calls because I know I ain't taking no phone calls in the last couple of days. So I give people opportunity to go ahead and chime in and then we're gonna go ahead and get up out of here, folks. So uh I'm gonna get your opinion about the Pro Bowl and anything else you have Saints related. I just put the link inside the chat. So if you want to chime in. Go ahead, feel, feel free to do so. Quinn saying skull Who cares about the Minnesota Vikings? Y'all, y'all fighting for y'all playoff lives right now. And yeah, y'all beat us in the playoffs the last couple of years, but it didn't mean anything. Y'all, y'all just beat us to lose the next week. We beat y'all when it mattered. When the Super Bowl was on the line, we beat y'all. So until y'all actually beat the Saints, bring y'all, leading y'all to the Super Bowl, it means absolutely nothing to me. Moving on, uh, we got Ramsey. Ramsey, what's going on, man? What's going on, TJ? How you doing? Good. Just chilling, getting ready for Christmas. Yeah, man. Happy happy holidays to you, you and your family. So how, how's, every, how's the shopping and everything going, man? You got your gifts for your family?
1: We are doing absolutely nothing because of COVID-19. We're all just sitting at home. <laughs> I understand that, man. Uh,
0: so uh, what, what you got to say uh, about the Saints, or, man? The floor is yours.
1: I feel like that dr- the whole – Pro Bowl's useless. Yeah. What kind of list do we have? I understand Alvin Kamara. Incredible year. Right. I would have put Murray and -hmm. Alvin Kamara, Drew Brees, and I can understand Sean Lattimore. But Cam Jordan's been, this year, not great. Exactly. Yeah. I would change this
0: entire list around, Ramsey. You know, like... I just feel like some of these guys are here because, you know, they're, they're pro bowl mainstays now, you know, like they, they've gotten a reputation in the league for being good. So they, they put them here like Teron Armstead and Cam Jordan. I don't know what they would think with Andrews Pete. I really don't like I, this is like he's too soft. I don't know, man. It's like looking at it's like looking at uh, a bunch of beauties on it. And then all of a sudden, like you just see this. This hideous, I don't want to call nobody hideous, but let's just say people would consider this person unattractive. You know what I'm saying? It's like a bunch of beautiful people. And then all of a sudden you just see this person that just don't see like they're supposed to be there. That, that's what it looks like with him. You know, I, I don't know, man. I just I, I just feel like they don't know what they was thinking, man. Leaving out Trey Hendrickson, Demario Davis. Uh, it just makes the list look bad to me. So, and number I mean,
1: 22, I mean, before he got injured, he should have been on that list too. There's so many good players besides Cam Jordan that she's right. from.
0: Yeah, I mean, you can make an argument for uh, C.J. Gardner-Johnson. You know, I mean, he's playing a lot better. Uh, but I feel like if he was to go to the Pro Bowl, it would probably have to be because of that fight he got with <laughs> Williams with for the uh, Chicago Bears and uh, probably his trash talking. I feel like this, like if the Saints, if the Saints end up – Going deep into the playoffs is almost gonna be like when Richard Sherman was emerging as a cornerback, right? Like nobody was really paying attention to Richard Sherman until like like he, he was talking, but it was until he like really started to play, you know what I'm saying? And then all of a sudden, like people are like, okay, man, he can talk and he good. So CJ Gardner Johnson got the talking aspect up, but he needs to like make a play that makes him stand out. And I think a lot of people start giving him his respect, but right now he just absolutely a, he's just a loud mouth bully that's on the team that we know about, but I don't think the rest of the NFL
1: does. Exactly. Yeah, man. But that's uh, my perspective on the draft. But uh, what do you think about that punch Sunday? Uh, I thought that was
0: uh, I thought that was some foolishness, man. Like I seen I seen uh defensive ends do that before. You know, I don't think that it was uh, anything like malicious or anything like that. I don't think it was warranted them uh, being kicked out of the game or anything like that, but we all know what it is, man. When it comes to the new Orleans saints, uh, I just feel like the, the NFL does will stop at nothing to try to slow down their momentum. I don't even say exactly. like Ramsey. I don't even think it's a coincidence, my friend, that if you notice, man, when the saints were like riding high and it was going streaking, if you notice, the referees wouldn't really call in a lot of flags on the Saints. And then all of a sudden, like, I feel like when they start, like, getting this two- and three-game lead on, on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I started to notice, like, referees really start to throw flags on the Saints. So I'm just wondering, like, how is it over the past five weeks, like, the Saints have been playing relatively flawless football, and then all of a sudden when you start pulling away two- and three-game leads on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, all of a sudden I'm seeing flags flying everywhere. And it seems like everybody that, that that referees or officiates the Saints games
1: don't let them play anymore. So I find that very ironic, my friend. I I know you might disagree with me, but I do think football is rigged and scripted in certain aspects of the game, hmm. especially what happened on Sunday when that should have been a touchdown for Hill. I'm like, that's right. obviously a touchdown. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that
0: definitely was a touchdown. I don't know what they was thinking on that, but – like I said, they, they just look at it. Oh, it's the saints. It's fine. And like I said, it's, it's almost, it has almost become like a parody. Like it, it's almost like, you know, like if you watch, I, I used to watch this show called uh, this is before your time. Cause you pretty young it was a show called captain kangaroo, man. And um, captain kangaroo he used to have like this little muppet on the show called moose and moose was known for ping pong balls falling on his head. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, moose a cracker joke or whatever like that and all of a sudden some ping pong balls will fall down is it, it that's how it is with when it comes to the saints like you know when it comes to the referees you just waiting for the the dagger you waiting for some some weird call you know what i'm saying they gonna fly out of somewhere when it's a big play or, or something's gonna happen it's like it, it just it's just pretty much normal now and now it's like the entire NFL not gonna pay attention to it because now they look at us as we're just the complaining fans that always got a problem with the refs, even though we should. Uh, we Ram- should, but yeah, yeah, we shouldn't have problem with you. the refs. Yeah, yeah, no doubt, man. But uh, I-, I appreciate the call, Ramsey man. Once again, uh, happy holidays to you. Hope I hear from Me you again before Christmas. But if not, man, Merry Christmas to you and your family. All right. Same here. All right, take care, man. You too. All right. Man, shout out to Ramsey, man. Always coming through. Uh, let's go with Jared join Jr., the OG of the State of the Saints podcast. OG, how you doing, man?
2: I'm doing good, TJ. How about yourself, brother?
0: Man, I'm doing all right, man. I'm I'm doing fine, man. Uh, getting ready for the holiday season. You know what I'm saying? Ready to, you know, for the Saints game. Hopefully they can wrap up the division, man. How about you? Uh,
2: I'm 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 with you on that one, uh, TJ. I'm doing all right as well. I'm joining the holidays myself too. Yeah man. Yeah, so what you what you got man? Pro, what you want to talk about this pro bowl or you got something else on your mind? Let me tell you something about this pro bowl, TJ. <laughs> they need to eliminate this pro bowl once and for all. It ain't nothing but a knockoff
0: popularity contest. <laughs> That's <laughs> the all it is.
2: Your <laughs> pro I mean, I mean forget the pro bowl, man. I'm let, let me let me quote the late Noble Willingham from Ace Ventura: Pet Detective. <laughs> all I give a damn about is winning the Super Bowl. I ain't, I can care less about a Pro Bowl. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right, I agree. I mean, this is irrelevant in a, in a you know saying like, but I know a lot of people had some some thoughts about this. I, I I'm, I'm with you. I don't care. Like I I just care about the Super Bowl. I don't want that's any. to be in the Pro Bowl. I mean, i will just be real. <laughs>
2: But what I was saying, uh, TJ, on 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 the uh, on the uh, chat section, you should have came over to Big Q's uh 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 stream on Monday night because I was going off, I was on fire that night. All right. About about the game Sunday, mm-hmm. especially especially with Azalone not scooping the ball up and scoring a touchdown instead of knock the ball off and have and ended up being a safety. Mm -mm. i said that dude need to go
0: yeah well i mean he ain't been playing he ain't been playing that much anyway since quine alexander no i mean we haven't seen him like most of the time if he's on the field it's probably because uh quine alexander needs some gatorade but he he ain't been on the field if you notice man they've been they've been kind of uh you know tapering back his stats which i think is a clear indication that he's not gonna get re-signed again with the new orleans saints Unless he's gonna no. be like a Craig Robinson type guy and be on special teams, but I don't see that happening. Yeah. I, I don't see that happening, but like I'm yep. with you, I'm with you, Jerry. I, I don't care about the Pro Bowl. Uh the Pro Bowl has been a joke. I see somebody in the chat, Sir Rogers. Uh he said that it ain't been nothing since Sean Taylor. I mean, this is like these guys don't really yeah. care. You know what I'm saying? This is basically just an extra twenty thousand dollars in their pocket, which I ain't trying to take no bread out of nobody's mouth, but Nobody really watched the Pro Bowl. Like, no. those guys go by themselves I don't know what they don't really take it serious. And yeah, because you
2: know, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, because the Pro, Pro Bowl like, really ain't nothing but a complete waste. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. That's all it is. And they're talking about they're going to do it on Zoom or something like that. I say, let them have it because we ain't watching it.
0: Right. I think they, I think, then they,
2: are they even going to have a game or they canceled it? I, 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 I mean, I, I don't about- know. You know, you know, TJ. With the, with this, with this pandemic still going on, I don't think nobody and their mama or their dad want to watch watch the Pro Bowl.
0: Bro, I don't even understand why they have it. I mean, why would you want to go out here and risk? Because uh, he normally, night.
2: see, normally before when they had the Super Bowl, then you have the Pro Bowl. Why it got to be before the Super Bowl? I don't. I still don't understand that part right there. Well,
0: because they, they, they want they want the the Super Bowl to be the last image of football that you see and you know what yeah, i'm saying i I, get, I think that's what it that's what it's all about and having a pro bowl afterwards i guess they you know they they don't want that to be the last the last image that you have and especially the way that they play the pro bowl these days but okay but i'm, I'm saying people shout out to kendrick and um malcolm uh they're saying that they're saying that they're not gonna have the pro bowl uh this year so I think I did. But if that's the case, like honestly, if that's the case, why don't you just get the guys in there? It shouldn't matter, right? If we we're talking about just a, a clear-cut Pro Bowl, why you just don't like since they're not having a game, why not add a Demario Davis? Why not add a Trey Quan Smith, a Roquan, you know what I'm saying? Well, I say Trey Quan Smith, no, my oh. bad. Trey Henderson.
2: <laughs> Trey
0: Henderson. Well, either way,
2: yeah. either way it's still a joke. Yeah. I mean, I agree but, with but, you but, but, about it. But TJ Jones, I want to clear a few things and I'm gonna get off. Yeah, There's a ahead. couple of things, and I'm mm-hmm. and, and and I promise because so, I'm sure somebody else is gonna call in. Mm-hmm. Number one. I am sick and freaking tired of these zebras calling throwing flags at the Saints. I am sick and tired of them. I don't know. It, I I don't know what the problem is, TJ. I don't know what the referee's problem is with the Saints. I mean, I don't know why they have such a hard-on and a strong fetish for screwing the Saints. I don't understand. One time you have a flag here, a flag there, flag there, flag here. I'm like, whats is, what, what is up with these flags? Mm-hmm. I just uh- don't understand it. I already,
0: I already said my position though, Jerry. I just think that it has a lot to do with the Saints' dominance and jumping out of the gate. I just feel like they felt all of the cards were stacked in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers' favor that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers would jump in front of the Saints when the Saints start to get injuries and stuff like that. They probably thought, hey, eh, you know, you know, like man, you know, they'll, they'll fall off completely. And then when they thought Drew Brees got hurt, they thought it was going to be the opportunity. But when the Saints won three of the out of the four games, Taysom started. That's when I noticed like there was like a, an egregious, flagrant amount of, of flag started to fly. Because I'm just wondering to myself, like if we want to be 100, you can literally throw a flag on every play. Like literally like from any position on the field. You can call offensive pass interference. You call defensive pass interference. It's just a matter of how many that they, that they want to throw. I feel like the Saints jumped out to this this lead, two, and you know what I'm saying, three-game lead on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and I don't think the NFL like that. The NFL is about parity, Jerry. Think about this. If the Saints don't win against the Minnesota Vikings, if they don't win and Tampa wins on Saturday, then – That game versus the Carolina Panthers would mean a whole lot, right? Because if the Saints don't Mm -hmm. win that game and Tampa wins their Week 17 game, then Tampa wins the division. So you you have yourself – what do you have yourself? A cliffhanger, right? What was the last image of last season, Jerry, before before I let you go? It was the Seattle Seahawks versus – the Samson's go 49ers on Sunday night football mm-hmm. for the NFC. West. I remember. They love stuff like that, dude. They love that type of parody, man. They don't want, they don't want like week 17, all of the division wrapped up and all that kind of stuff. And, and watching backup backup play. They don't want that. They want it to come down to the wire. And I feel like the referees can dictate that stuff regardless of people want to admit it or they don't.
2: Uh, Exactly, but But number all right. Okay, now that number one's out the way. Now number two, uh huh. We need to run the football a lot more, TJ. We've been saying this all year long, right? Run the damn football. I am sick and tired of these screen passes from here to there. I'm sick and tired of it. We need, in order to get in the playoffs, which we already are, Mm -hmm. in order. To make it to the Super Bowl, which I pray that we get there, mm-hmm. you need to run the football. I know Sean. Pay- I know Sean Payton is a pass habit type of guy, mm-hmm. but he need to run the football because right. all these screens and all this other stuff is not going to help you get there.
0: Right.
2: It's not going to help you get there.
0: Right.
2: That's With- why. Why do you think you got Khmer Why do you think you got Murray? Why do you think you got Washington? Why do you think you got Burton? Let them run the football. Well, let them do some let them I, do I, some running.
0: Look, I'm gonna call it, I'm gonna call it like this right now. Um, if they don't run the football against the Vikings, they losing. And if you if anybody noticed, last year in a wild card game, and I know it's a different year, but Drew Brees doesn't have good games versus the Minnesota Vikings. He don't, no. you know what I'm saying? He don't throw, I, he I, don't. like the last couple of times he played, I don't even think he clipped 200 yards. They want him to throw the football. You know what I'm saying? The Saints were able to run the football with Taysom Hill, you know what I'm saying, in that wild card game, and that's why it was so successful, because they didn't plan for that. Now, I will say this. I would feel more confident about this game versus the Minnesota Vikings. If Taysom Hill was in his Swiss Army knife role, but most likely he won't be because Jameis Winston is still on a COVID list. So now you have to be careful. You have got to be careful. Now, if you want to do it this way, if you want to re-sign Trevor Simeon and have him dress out, and then maybe you can have Taysom Hill in his Swiss Army knife role, you know what I'm saying, just in case something was to happen to Drew, he can come in and be that backup. Then you have yourself something there, but – I, I think they have to start. They got to start fast defensively. If if the Saints, like, I feel like this is one of those games. I know teams, when they flip the coin, you know, they elect to defer. But if I'm the Saints, if I win a coin toss, I'm trying to get the ball first because I'm trying to get the ball down the field. I'm trying to dictate the game. I'm trying to get my best 15 plays. I'm trying to get in the end zone. That way, the Minnesota Vikings would have to match my intensity they will have to match what i am doing because if you go out there and you defer and the defense don't get that three and out are they allowed the minnesota vikings to drive down the field for the touchdown guess what jerry you're playing behind the eight ball and we all know when sean payton is down he likes to throw the football all over the place so if you want if you want to see the saints run the football if you want to see some balance they got to get the ball first
2: but uh jerry that's, I why, that's why i always say mix your runs with the passes that's why it's a balanced team right yeah no doubt about it man
0: jerry i, I appreciate the call man thank you so much thank you for calling
2: in my friend you're more than welcome and you have yourself a happy holiday season merry christmas and a new year coming up if I, if you don't hear from me again which you will and shout out to everybody that's in the chat happy holidays to all y'all merry christmas to all of y'all and your families I love each and every one of y'all. Ain't nothing y'all can do about it. Merry Christmas to you.
0: And Merry Christmas to you, Jerry, and your family, man. You take care, man. God bless. You too, brother. All right, man. Jerry Port, man. OG of the State of the Saints podcast. Dropping them dabs like a point guard. We got your boy Jake. Says, NFL only cares uh, about revenue and ratings. Uh, They could care less about anything else. They made that very, very clear. Look, I I said it. Look. Ramsey alluded and said that he feel like the NFL is rigged. I mean, I can understand how he feels that way at times. I do feel like the NFL does certain things to dictate the pace of a game, rather than be a flag. Or I think some games they actually just go out there and allow those guys to play. Then there are times where maybe they suggest that you know these refs call the game down the middle, so to speak, down the middle. But I do feel like the New Orleans Saints, I feel like they had all the momentum in the world. And when I started to notice, like, them start to pull away, that's when I started seeing flag fly. Because, like, for at least about, i say about at least six of the games when the Saints was on that nine-game streak, they were playing some really relatively flawless football. You had a penalty here and there. But it wasn't like how it is now when they get nine and ten penalties and all that kind of stuff over the last couple weeks. It just seems like to me, like, They just try to keep this this division competitive, you know, and I think that they're trying to just keep it down to the wire. Because, like I said, last year, the Saints had this division wrapped up by Thanksgiving on Thanksgiving, as a matter of fact. And now they're going into week 16 with the opportunity to wrap up the division. I just think that the NFL likes this type of stuff. They like that type of parody. They like that type of suspense because now they got something they can sell. You know, they don't want they don't want that team. You know what I'm saying? To just be super dominant and just win the division by, by by Thanksgiving, they don't want that now. And they got their picks and chooses. You know, I just I, it, it's like any other business, right? You know what I'm saying? Like you you have that that one guy that's probably good that's marketable. If you're a wrestling fan, I mean, you see it. You know what I'm saying? I know I, I don't have a lot of wrestling fans on there, but you you know when you look at the WWE, you know that they like Roman Reigns, right? Roman Reigns, the good-looking guy, you know what I'm saying, the ones that they push out there in the front, the one that's selling all the merchandise, that's the one that they elevate. So it's no surprise, like, when you look at, like, people like Patrick Mahomes and you hear Jim Nance and Tony Romo saying his praises, and,
3: oh, 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 look at that pay, oh,
0: because they understand, you know what I'm saying, like, the future of the NFL is on the shoulders of this kid. You know, you look at, it like, if you watch ESPN, you know what I'm saying, for boxing, top rank. That's the name of the company. The person that they push is Terrence Crawford. Terrence Crawford is a really good boxer. But if he goes up against somebody, you know, if that guy throws a jab and hits Terrence Crawford in the face, they kind of like minimize what that guy does. But if Terrence Crawford, wow, hits that guy in the face, all of a sudden, oh, my God, did you see that? That's the greatest thing ever. So that's what they do, man. They, they try to elevate. They try to push those people to the forefront. And I just feel like when teams aren't a part of their status quo, uh, they you know, they don't they don't have their best interests at heart. I just feel like it, it, it just seems like to me, like people just completely dismiss and demean what the Saints have done in the past 15 years. I don't care how good the Saints are. I don't care what their record are. They always go back and allude to, oh, the Saints weren't very good back in the day. That's when they used to wear the paper bags on their head and this, that, and the third. But it's like, The Saints have been a much more successful franchise over the past 15, 16 years than the Dallas Cowboys, but they stop at absolutely nothing by giving the Dallas Cowboys primetime slots, America's game of the week. You know what I'm saying? So the the Saints don't really fit into that mode. You know what I'm saying? They're a small market team with a very passionate fan base, but they don't want the Saints to be a part of that status quo. They don't want that to be the narrative. Like, there's nothing exciting about the Saints. Like when you look at, like I said, when you look at Patrick Mahomes, the arm talent that he can throw the ball from different angles. He has these super speedy receivers that he's throwing the ball to. You look at the Green Bay Packers, they got Aaron Rodgers, who's dating Danica Patrick. You know what I'm saying? The the, the NASCAR driver, you know what I'm saying? A beautiful lady, you know what I'm saying? A, a guy that drank scotch at the at the every game. That's exciting. You got Tom Brady, who's who's dating, who's married to a supermodel, who's a good-looking guy in his own right, who's won six Super Bowls, and you look at somebody like Drew Brees, a guy that throws the ball five to ten yards, maybe 15 on a good day. who has four kids, and every time you look on Instagram, he has pictures of him doing crazy dad stuff. His wife ain't always, always in the spotlight. You might flash the camera and see her sitting in a luxury box, you know, like she taking care of the kids there's nothing exciting about Drew Brees. You're never going to get like a sound bite out of him. You're never going to really talk him out of his position. You're never going to really hear him say anything too controversial. The most controversial you've seen was what he said in the offseason. So they don't really like that type of stuff. They want to see excitement, man. They want to see sexy. You know what I'm saying? And what the Saints bring to the table is just San Antonio Spurs type game. You know what I'm saying? Like, Fundamentals, nothing special. You ain't about to see no alley hoops from half court. You ain't about to see no time of hall jams or no reverses or no three sixties or no, you know what I'm saying, between the legs or nothing like that. You know what I'm saying? Like you ain't gonna see that from the Saints. You're just gonna see efficient football. You know what I'm saying? That a lot of people don't really care for. They want, they want thrills and chills. You know what I'm saying? They, they don't want teams like the Saints to be that face. Period. Chosen, what's going on?
3: What's going on, TJ Jones, the host? Yes, sir. The host. Okay, right, one more time, the host. The host. <laughs> what's good, man? man what's going on, TJ? How, you, how doing, you doing, man? man? <laughs> <laughs> Happy holidays to you and yours, man. Your family, everybody, who that nation. Yeah. Um, Pro Bowl. Yeah, man. I'm I'm kind of over it. I mean, it's cool, but it ain't. You know, it's like you said, it's a popular contest. I know these guys trying to make their money. All right. Um, me personally, if I could have my way, you know who I could could go from the Saints. Of course, you know, Demario Davis. I feel like if Corn Alexander would have been with us longer, he probably would have been in there. Right. Um, uh, it, it may be shocked, but his first year, I I would have we're gonna put Pete in there, I'll throw Caesar Ruiz in there. Right. <laughs> you know,
0: my, I mean, well, why he not? did his
3: thing. <laughs> you know but, what
0: but but chosen, look, I, I feel like okay, since we know that they're not gonna be a game. Why not just put guys in that you feel like deserves you? You don't have at to be honorable, oh, right? Exactly,
2: <laughs> you ain't playing no games, so put them in. Exactly. I, I don't, I don't, I don't understand
0: it. I don't,
3: yeah. I feel like, man, it's just a probably another way to take a little shot at us, you know. I, I mean, just a little shot, you right. know what I'm saying? I, I mean, like, like, homie said, man, I feel like the NFL it can show you that it may be rigged. I don't think it's rigged to like to wrestling. But I right. do think there are things set in play. I do think it's predetermined. Like, I do feel like with analytics, I, I, I feel like they already be having a plan to go a certain way. But you like you say, a fumble here, an interception there, or a, a momentum swing here. You know, I feel like they already be thinking, you know, how we predict. I think the NFL predicts who they're going, you know. I mean, these are the guys who makes the schedules. They know who to play. It's no secret. That, you know, Tampa, you can argue, had one of the, you know, one of the rub, rub my back kind of schedules this year, you know, like we, we just see them going up against the top tier of teams of late and, and look, look at their closeout schedule, you know. Like mm-hmm. look at their clothes out, man. I mean, these guys and then the sneeze there. and they and people like to holler, oh Atlanta played good at the end of the year, but still, come on, man. In retrospect, man, we know they, they ain't, you know. Chose chosen. chose it.
0: On. Me, Hold on, man. Hold your thought. I just want to say that since you brought up Atlanta, right? Yeah. So this is this is the hypocrisy that I'm talking about here. Mm-hmm. When the Saints beat the Atlanta Falcons, yeah. everybody was like, oh, the Falcons, wow. I know they where you're going uh, You know what I'm saying? <laughs> All of a sudden, like, Tom Brady comes back on the Falcons. Now, think about this. Yeah. In a three-week span, mm-hmm. we laughed at the Falcons against the Browns, mm-hmm. Cowboys, and the Bears. Yes, sir. All three teams came back on these guys in three
2: consecutive weeks, and now all of a sudden, oh, Tom, Tom Brady. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Now all of a sudden, like, we say, it. Like, like, it's a shock that the Falcons gave up a big lead.
3: Exactly. The best day
2: ever. The Where, was energy,
0: Where
3: was that energy? Week one. Where was that energy? We talked about this. We knew that was going to happen. Thank uh, you. And now, and, and you called it too. Now it's. Oh, Tom Brady—he could make a Super Bowl run. Come on, man. Come bruh. on, man. Come bruh. on, bro. Come on, bro. Like, okay, we we play the Falcons, and, and like like I said, just to diminish the Saints, when we had when we hit the Matt Ryan by what seven, eight times, whatever had you got turnovers and and just destroying them. Um, it's the Falcons though. It's the Falcons. Okay. Tom Brady come back against those same t- – that same Bro. team that he shouldn't even – we can argue shouldn't have even been down on. We ain't going to talk about that. Like yep. said, so we're going to dismiss that first half. We won't right. give him credit for, for digging out a hole that he created. You know exactly. what I'm saying? He played like garbage. Anybody know, even, you know, in retrospect, everybody knows – once you down 17, okay, you got to throw the ball. They talk exactly. about that press guy because that press guy throws so many yards. Okay, because most of those games he was playing from behind. Exactly. It, it eliminates the run game. So you have no choice but to go for deep. And when you're in a Bruce Arians offense, that's going to you know make it even more efficient because that's his game plan is throw the ball down the field. But they completely take that out. They, they dissected when the Saints beat a, a, a poor man's team who down. But when Tom Brady do the same thing, they're going to make it as if Atlanta was the 2017 Super Bowl Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's crazy, but I'm over it, man. Like, we're going to do our talking in the playoffs, man. We're going to shut everybody up. Hopefully we get this win because they, they need to come on with it, man. If you want to shut somebody up, man, go ahead and cancel. We'll wait to end this. You can shut up the Rams. You can shut up Tom Brady. You can get your revenge possibly in the Chiefs. That's the way to go out. Right, you want to go out now if that's a storyline, but see, they don't predict storylines for us, they always make us the the bad guy. You know, that movie, I'm gonna let you go tease that. You know, this actor, that actor, um, from that Why Did I Get Married? I believe, or one of them Tyler Perry movies. That guy, Mm -hmm. he always, oh, I know, I'm gonna use Pinky, I'm gonna use Pinky from Friday. You know, how he always like, see, he got that bad character, Mm -hmm. like, movies like he's the bad guy, he's the right, Uh always gotta be. The antagonists of things like right, the, those who get their hearts ripped out, the ones like, right. like we have to be the laughing stop. but our wins don't match up to their storylines, so I feel like they don't. That's why I think we don't get attention. Cowboys can lose, go 0 16, they're gonna have a story, yeah. they, they have a segment, they're gonna have a story. The Saints can't win for losing, so like you say, it's us against the world, man. Like, y'all can snub us, y'all can talk about us, y'all could diminish us, but. I mean, we all we got it at the end of the day, and it's about wins and Super Bowl for us. And I, and I wouldn't be surprised if they don't give us credit for that. It's going to be, we win a Super Bowl, most likely. Oh, uh, what was wrong with the Chiefs? <laughs> you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Or whoever man. we go against. But I'm over it, man. We're we going to be all right. I'm just focused on this Friday, Christmas. You know, COVID kind of put a stain on everything. So it's kind of bittersweet. Um, the politics with this stimulus. <laughs> oh man, I wish it was in bad rooms when they had the news about the stimulus. But oh man, i mean, the area. Has spoken. Bro, <laughs> right.
0: that that is that is insane, man. That, that's a that's a whole nother story for another day. Exactly. Real, but, that's just my goodness. Yes, sir. my goodness. Yeah, Bro, man, but, I man. yeah, no problem, chosen man. You take it easy, man. Have a great day and uh, happy holidays to you, man. If I don't hear from you, yes, sir. Same to you. All right, take care. Yeah, man. Look. <laughs> stuff like that just made me realize that i I would never work in television because if somebody ever just was to come up to me and be like look we're gonna talk about the tampa bay buccaneers we need you to focus and and give people ideas about why the tampa bay buccaneers like man look y'all my face bro like seriously like anybody in their right mind the saints beat the tampa bay buccaneers twice The national audience seeing the New Orleans Saints dismantle the Tampa Bay Buccaneers twice. Week one, oh, they got no chemistry. They they, when they click, when they click, when they click. Week three, when they click. Week four, they clicking. Week five, they clicking. Week six, uh, all of a sudden, oh yeah, it's over for the Saints. Saints beat them to sleep. Well, you know they they still learning. They still developing. I still think they're going to be there in the end, man. The national media has their picks and chooses. And that's just something that we just have to come to grips with as as fans. They will never give us any type of respect at all. They will give us zero respect at all. Anytime like the Saints lose to me, they are so happy about that. Like they, if you notice The Saints don't really become that top story until they lose. Like, seriously, then they want to talk about Drew Brees' lack of arm strength. Then they want to talk about the Saints team as a whole. The Saints always are the front page or the top story on these ESPN shows when they lose. When the Saints was on a nine-game winning streak, you barely even heard anything. And when you heard it, it was like, oh, they played Atlanta, Denver, this, that, and the third. But I swear the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Saints got pretty much the same damn schedule. So what are we doing here? So why is it that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, when they win, it's up here. When the Saints win, it's down here somewhere or in between, like whole hum. Man, come on, man. Chosen, thank you very much for the $2 Says, Can we talk about my sports next time I call in? <laughs> chosen, thank you very much for the $2. I appreciate it. I thought if that's the real Chosen because uh, his face actually comes up on the screen. <laughs> All right, let's see. Uh, but this last milestone, well, uh the top, 80,000 yards. I, I don't care about those yards, man. I don't care about 80,000 yards. I just want to win uh y'all always lose when it counts that's i mean that ain't true that that ain't true see the thing about it is people have this idea that the saints just flat out losing a playoff that's not even the case like people act like okay the saints losing the playoffs yeah they get eliminated from the playoffs but it's not like they don't win playoff games they might win one game and lose the the, the following week you know what I'm saying? Like, they always win. Like, for the exception of last year, the Saints tend to always win, you know what I'm saying, in the playoffs. I got to think about maybe the Seattle Seahawks right after they won the Super Bowl that year. And then, like I said, that's that's the stigma. You know what I'm saying? That's the stigma that they, they want you to have. That's the stigma that they want you to think about. And then also in 2017, what they don't tell you is, the Saints weren't even a favorite. Minnesota was actually the favorite. The, the Philadelphia Eagles were actually the favorite. The Saints actually being in that position at that particular time was a shock. It was absolute shock. If the Saints would have lost to the Minnesota Vikings decisively, nobody would have been like, oh, you know what I'm saying? It's such a huge deal. So Green Bay winning the Super Bowl this year, Green Bay ain't winning a damn thing. And I guarantee you, like, I, I will put I will put my house up that the Green Bay Packers don't win the Super Bowl. The Green Bay Packers are a soft, weak ass team. You know and I'm saying I'm just being real. They got Aaron Rodgers, but Aaron Rodgers, if you put pressure on him, he gonna quit. If if Aaron Rodgers got time in the pocket, if Aaron Rodgers got time in the pocket, he'll pick you apart. You sack him two or three times, he gonna quit on y'all. He gonna quit. You don't have a, you know what I'm saying, you don't really have a true pass rush consistently. You can, you know what I'm saying, your your, your line get ran through like, you know what I'm saying, like cheap, wet paper. You know what I'm saying? And your cornerbacks aren't really that good. The, the Green Bay Packers play in a sorry, weak division in the NFC North, which they always seem to be the top of. And it always up to the Chicago Bears to dethrone them. But we all know that the Chicago Bears don't have a quarterback that can combat or go back and forth with Aaron Rodgers. So, it's almost like the a- it's it's kind of like dealing with the AFC East with a little bit better quarterbacks. Aaron Rodgers is a really good quarterback, but he folds like a cheap tent when you put pressure on him. If they go up against the Rams, you're losing. You go up against the Saints, you're losing. I guarantee you. I guarantee you. Like I got to say I will put my house on the line. That the Green Bay Packers ain't going to the Super Bowl. I guarantee you. I don't care what their record is. I don't care if they got a first round by, a second round by you by and by, they're gonna be saying bye-bye in the playoffs straight up. I I like watch and see. Watch and see, watch and see what what have y'all done? Like honestly, who have y'all played for you to just sit up here and be like, man. Like, give me a break. Like, who did y'all play? Who have y'all played? Y'all played at the Saints with no Michael Thomas. And your Saints should have won that game if it wasn't for Taysom Hill fumbling the football. We ripped the ball out. We're driving down the field. The Green Bay Packers are weak. they like, what are they strong suits besides Aaron Rodgers? Please tell me. Please tell me what it is. Is it Aaron Jones? Like, we shut that down you know what i'm saying like and if they play the team that the saints got right now as far as the secondary is concerned man please 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 knock it off knock it off this is like seriously the green bay packers are a joke i don't care what their record is they are an absolute joke 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 100 grade a joke they like honestly I would put the Rams before them. I would put the Seahawks before them. I would put the Bucks before them. And I definitely would put the Saints before them. They played nobody. They played nobody. And I'm telling you, they cannot stop the run. If you have an above average quarterback in a a pass rush, y'all ain't winning jack. I guarantee you. I ain't even like, I'm, bro, I'm so confident. I'm so confident that these guys ain't going nowhere. Like, I'm so serious that they are not going nowhere. I'm telling you. I am telling you. The Packers aren't, ain't, shell, shell it, ain't, is, not, won't go nowhere at all. Overrated. Smoke and Mirrors. They are like, like honestly, if somebody would have said the Rams, I'd be like, okay. Even if you put Tampa, okay. Packers? Seahawks are the team that sucks and is overrated. No, the Seahawks do not suck. Seahawks are better than the Packers, I can tell you that right now. I swear Seattle or the Saints in the bowl against the Chiefs. Look, I, I look. I, I, I put it like this. I'm not 100 confident that the Saints can make it to the Super Bowl. I'm I'm optimistic. I want them to, but I guarantee you, like if I had a, a percentage, I am 100 percent sure that the Packers ain't going to the Super Bowl. 100, like, bro. I don't, like people are like, oh, the frozen tundra. I don't care what they, where they play. I don't care how frozen the Tundra is. They ain't going to no Super Bowl. You take away Adams, that's a wrap for them. Man, bro, I'm telling you. Aaron Rodgers, anytime he meets a pass rush, he quit. Aaron Rodgers is a quitter. Like, he's a guy like, he's a guy like he he he's he not a battler. He's not a guy that's gonna battle. He a guy like Early in his career, he was, but now he like to me, he's a guy like is a really good player, right? It, it's almost like that that guy that's on a basketball court, you know what I'm saying, or or at the park that's that's really good, and he gets matched up with a bad team. All of a sudden, you know what I'm saying, he realizes that he's gonna lose and he just don't care, like he just dismissive and he just passed the ball. And that that's what that's what that's what Aaron Rodgers is. If you start putting pressure on Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers is going to quit. Aaron Rodgers ain't going to battle to the end. We've seen it against the San Francisco 49ers in the NFC Championship game when they just absolutely smacked y'all boys around, you know what I'm saying, and embarrassed them boys on national TV, took their heart out, you know what I'm saying, Mortal Kombat style, and showed it to the world, you know what I'm saying, they were pumping in their hand, and they slammed it on the ground and stomped on it, and he did absolutely nothing about it. I'm just being serious, man. If you put pressure on, this is the secret to the Green Bay Packers. If you put pressure on Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers will not fight. He will quit. Period. And you ain't even got to believe me. Go back and watch some of them games. You know what I'm saying? Like, you rarely ever just see, like, the Green Bay Packers really going just back and forth with teams. You know what I'm saying? Like, if, if, if they lose, it's always, like, for the most part, not all the time, but for the most part, if they lose, it's always – they always get blew out because Aaron Rodgers makes up in his mind it's not our day, and he makes business decisions. Let's see. Uh, if we do lose this Sunday, we still in the playoffs. Only lost because of that fumble. Yeah, we – and like I said, we we got the ball back from them, and Taysom Hill fumbled. Huh. <laughs> what a surprise. Taysom Hill fumbling. Uh Dan gonna be hiding. Now, look. Dan, I appreciate you being here. I really do, man. Shouts out to Dan Hall. You know what I'm saying? Shouts out to Dan. You know what I'm saying? Like, shouts out to you, man. But at the end of the day, I just got I gotta call a spade a spade. The Green Bay Packers ain't winning nothing. They ain't winning nothing. Mahomes wouldn't be uh taking knees if we got that T D before half. He be trying to get a game winning touchdown. Good point. Good point, man. It's the game of inches, man. And like it says, if if was a fifth, we ought to be drunk. When we win, I'm coming back to see you. Please do. Please do. I'm I'm always gonna be here. I'm always gonna be here, man. And anybody knows me. Anybody knows me, Dan. I don't just jump out a window for no reason. And if I'm if I'm saying this, bro, i I see something. I see something, man. But please come back though. Please don't go hiding or nothing like that, man. Because you know, like. You know, we, we a family here, man. Like we joke around, you know what I'm saying? We bust each other's chops. But at the end of the day, man, we, we just, you know, we joke around, just have a good time, man. Like we don't mean if you, for the exception of you being a Falcon fan, like, you know, like it's all love here, you know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, but I just got to call it for what it is, man. The Packers, I just, I, I don't see. I, I don't see your own house. Just super chatted you. My own house. Oh, TJ's house. Thank you very much for the $2.00. I said, y'all can have me if the Packers were the Super Bowl, right? Look, brand new, state-of-the-art house. Brand new. Fresh off the showroom floor. Being constructed as we speak. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, you know what I'm saying? I put that on the line. I put that on the line. That them boys ain't going nowhere. <laughs> a few more man we're gonna get up out of here it's been fun i, I enjoyed it today i had to i had to give you all a, a good show today because i mean i've been pre-recording shows mostly you know what i'm saying i've been been busy man getting christmas stuff together and also working so i want to give you a little bang for your buck man let you let y'all boys know i forget about you myron says uh we lost two then one nine at the start we just lost two and we will bounce back myron i like that optimism hopefully you're right man you know, but we we definitely got to go ahead and just win this game on Friday. Get it out of the way. Then you can figure out what you're going to do, you know what I'm saying, against the Carolina Panthers. Uh Who that nation stick together. Absolutely. Miles said Trey Henderson should be in the nom- nominee for defensive player of the year, and he didn't even make the Pro Bowl. Crazy, ain't it? Uh, throw the car and TJ. <laughs> i throw that in too. <laughs> <laughs> i threw throw the I threw the house and the carrier that the boys ain't going to <laughs> Guarantee in the words of that old Cajun chef, I guarantee that they ain't going to those. <laughs> uh hopefully our losses are at the right time. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Uh Dan says, keep that same energy, back. my energy always high, you know what I'm saying. My energy always, high. I keep that same energy. Win, lose, or draw. You know. Trey finna make uh, them know him. Well, he should, man. And if you you got 12 and a half sacks and you tie for first and they still don't know you, I don't know what I don't know what else you can do. But I want to say thank you all for checking out the State of the Saints podcast. Thank you for those that called in. Thank you to Ramsey, Chosen, uh, Optimus Grind. I apologize, man. Took a little long. I know you probably had something to do. Please call back at another time. Uh, OG Jared Port, join you. Thank you very much for calling in. Uh, Thank you all for making this show for what it is, man. And uh, I love doing this show. Uh, This is the highlight of my day. Every time I get an opportunity to do it, man, I love doing it. I love spending time with you all make this show uh what it is people ask me all the time they're like man like how can you do a show just one person it's hard to do I don't I don't think so I don't think it's I don't think it's hard because you know like shows you know you might have a, a guy you know what I'm saying maybe two or three people on the show well I don't look at it that way I don't even feel like I'm a one-man show I feel like I'm a 15 16 17 man show you know what I'm saying and you know men women you know what I'm saying you all chiming in are the are the co-hosts of this show So that's the way I feel about it. I enjoy the interaction and thank you all very much for helping uh, this show grow to what it is, man. You know, I posted something on Facebook, uh, Facebook Facebook.com search the State of the Saints podcast. I showed a picture of when I started out two years ago, man. I mean, I was like getting maybe 14 views. One video, I even got like four views. And I think about it now, but what this show has grown into and some of the opportunities I got on this show and some of the wonderful people that I got opportunity to talk to. I mean, it's just a blessing, man. Like I understand 2020 has, has had some hardships. We lost some, some great people along the way, a lot of disappointment, a lot of ups and downs, a lot of division when it came to race, you know, political lines and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, I have to say 2020 was one of the best years of my life. You know, I was able to marry the the love of my life. You know what I'm saying? I'm watching my son grow up. You know what I'm saying? This show has grown to be uh, one of the top podcasts among, you know what I'm saying, Saints podcasts out there. And it's all because of you all, you know, making this show for what it is. So I'm forever grateful to you all. If you all don't check out any of the videos that I'm doing for the holiday season, uh, I just want to wish you and your family happy holidays, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. Hopefully that you all will be back on Christmas Day and Christmas Eve. We're going to sip a little eggnog, you know what I'm saying, because I would be all work. We can get our eggnog on, you know what I'm saying, have a good time, talk a little bit of Saints, make sure that you call in. And um, we're just looking forward to it, man. Let's get this W, you know what I'm saying, we're going to have these predictions on tomorrow. Let's get this W, man, and full speed ahead uh, going into the playoffs. I am TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com. Search the State of the Saints podcast, facebook.com. Search the State of the Saints podcast and previous episodes available on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio and Anchor FM. And I don't really push this this uh, social media as much, but Twitter. Follow me on Twitter at State of Saints and on Instagram at TJ Jones underscore jones underscore. Till next time. All I got to say is who that?